Hi and welcome to Home Education for All, or HEFA for short. At HEFA, we believe that community is the heart of home education, and so that's what we built. We built a community in the UK, helping, supporting and uplifting each other to be the best home educators we can be. And now we're coming to you via this podcast too. Stay tuned for all things home education in the UK via our amazing, experienced, knowledgeable and often hilarious team. We truly believe home education can be for everyone and we hope listening here will give you the confidence or knowledge you need if you've been considering home education. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So this week we are continuing on with our theme for this season, which is Home Ed Dads. And this week I have the lovely Graham from the West Midlands. Graham is a home educating, recently single dad who works from home self-employed. Hello, Graham. Hi, hello. Hello. Um, Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and have a chat with us. It's a pleasure. Thank Always you. like talking about home education. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, how long has your family been home educating? About twelve. About twelve years since my older daughter was about eight, and we went back and forth a bit at first, so it wasn't continuous. But we have been continuously home educating. Well, since before we came back to the UK, which was in two thousand and seventeen. Okay, so you've home educated in different countries, not just the UK. Yes, we started home educating when we were living in a provincial town in Sri Lanka, which had a good school that taught the British curriculum when we moved there that then went downhill. And that was what pushed us to start, I think, like a lot of people, because a school let us down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What was it that made you decide... To, to end up going for home ed? You've just mentioned, you know, some problems with the school. But once we started, we found it worked really well. Um, I think the thing, the big thing for us was tailoring what we did to be more fun and to match the kids' interests more closely. Um, let them go at their pace, you know, faster or slower, doesn't matter, but it's their pace. Yeah. So if you've been home editing about 12 years, you've got children who have finished compulsory school age. Yes. My older daughter is an adult and now doing a degree apprenticeship with Jaguar Land Rover in electrical engineering. Amazing. Um, my younger daughter is will be doing the last of her GCSEs and probably finishing a home education next summer. Fantastic. Um, did you have any concerns when you first thought about, you know, who was it who first suggested home ed? It was me. Okay. Um, I had, I think I had fewer concerns than most people do because my experience of my own education was that the less I was taught, and this went from sort of primary school to postgraduate, the less I was taught and the more I taught myself, the better it went. So I had 
I already had internalized that. So I think it made it easier for me. I had some concerns about covering the full range of subjects, but I soon realized that it wasn't really a huge issue. And it's only this year that we've really hit what we can, what the kids can self-study and I can do myself because of the subjects my younger daughter is doing. So she's got tutors for English and classical civilization and is doing an online course for history. Fantastic. Because those are really hard subjects to mark. That's the problem. Yeah. So you you guys have followed um, more of a structured academic approach? Only once we started studying for GCSEs. Okay. Essentially, although my older daughter started studying for GCSEs young because I just decided to start teaching her physics because she was interested and it's one of my favourite subjects when she was 10. So she did her first IGCSE at 11. Okay. So that's unusually young because things fell into place. But that's one of the nice things with home education. If yeah. something works out, you can follow it up. If it doesn't, um, you can decide not to do a GCSE or do a different one instead, which I've also done. Uh, my older daughter also dropped physics nine months before. She, sorry, she dropped history nine months before she was going to take the exam because it was taking too much time away from other subjects and she felt overstretched. Um, I love so she that. Focus on the subjects that she wanted high grades in for her A levels, but she went to college for A levels, and they're a bit fussy about having good grades in the subjects you did well in. I don't think she needed to worry, but why stress herself? Yeah. So. Um, and again, sorry. Again, that is that is a, a really good point of home education. Is um, so I've had a child go. One of my children go through um, the school system for GCSEs, and what we found very quickly was that there is no leeway. There is no um, going. Actually, that's not for me. It's overstretching me. I'm ending up. You know, it's it's kind of dropping everything else down because I'm having to put too much into this one subject can we drop this that's that's not something that generally can happen in the school environment unless you fight super hard for it um so you know being able to assess things as you go along and go do you know what actually I need to drop this is is just wonderful in home ed yes it is and you can focus on one thing one year something different the next year um but I think with there's really two phases. There were really two phases for us. One is before we started GCSEs, when we were very unstructured. I am quite, I am someone who puts an emphasis on academics. So I did insist on them making progress in English and maths. Yeah. But I didn't measure that progress against school. For example, we did with English, my older daughter used to have a blog. That's fine. That's good writing practice. For maths, we actually, I feel the school curriculum has too much arithmetic and not enough things like probability and um, geometry and things. So we did that, which is also a lot more fun. We played games and then anal analyzed the games. Like there's a game that's very popular with people in recreational maths called NIM. Yeah. Which has quite a simple winning strategy. So you do that. You've just started your kids on game theory, which is normally not something you touch till university. 
yeah but it's fun and it's easy and it's interesting yeah yeah i love that i love like like you said you you've had a focus on academics but in your own way in your ways yes. that make sense to you and your family and um adapted it to make make it as fun and engaging and um how learning should be right yeah uh, exactly i think you've summed up our approach and i feel that kids are like learning you have to mess up quite badly to put them off and schools yes. do regularly seem to do that which is why i'm a huge advocate of home education a lot, lots of home educators mess up we all mess up something but I still think we mess up less than the average school does. But we, we actually, my experience is we mess up less than really good schools do most of the time. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. But then I think a lot of that is because we're uh, the the kind of um, parameters of which is classed as messing up for a good school is tends to be very based in academics or yeah. um, in how they approach a certain thing. Um, rather than the overall holistic education of a, an individual child, right? Yeah. Um, what do you think is your biggest challenge as a home ed dad? I think the biggest challenge overall was that I was that initial lack of confidence. I think we were a bit hesitant um, and it was a mistake to send my older daughter back to school. The vacillating was a mistake and I think we should have just stuck to home ed and, and had that confidence from the start. Uh, specifically as a dad, I do find the fact that society in general, and I have to say the home ed community is particularly bad at this, yes. take, tends to assume that it's mums who look after kids. And even before we started home educating, as the kids got older, I took over their parenting more and more because my ex is brilliant with little kids, but I'm much better as they get older because um, I'm better at dealing with older kids being intelligently difficult rather than throwing a tantrum. Okay, and yeah. The sort of reasoning them into doing the right thing rather than losing it. So I always found it frustrating, and you get. I mean, the, and I think the thing that m m used to annoy me the most was when people would say, when I was looking after my kids, and people would say, "Oh, you're babysitting." Ugh. No, I'm not. And my kids. Oh, that that's a horrible. wall. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not been too bad overall. And I think the other big challenge is being organised once you get to the exam years. Because there's a lot of paperwork to do, codes to get right. And it takes a while to get a handle on it. And when we started, because we were in Sri Lanka, we didn't really have access to the same community we do here. We weren't, we didn't even know whether it was legal there or not, and neither did the government. Because oh my goodness. of the law was a bit contested. Um, so it was a bit worrying, and we got off to a bad start because of that, and because the only other home-ed family we met were probably the 
worst homemade family I've ever met. Uh, I think more accurately, it was more home not educating at all. Yeah, we didn't even have it. I mean, it didn't even have the philosophy of unschooling or the facilitating anything. It's just, I can't be bothered. Um, so it's got a lot better since then. Um, involved in, well, I'm an admin of one Facebook group, the GCSE exams, one, a moderator of the single parents one, which has been a huge support to me because, you know, since I divorced late last year it's been a place i meet people in exactly the same educate same situation and a lot who have worse problems than i do um so i think the first few years when we didn't know what we were doing and we didn't have a community at all even online was tough yeah but people are doing it um in fact and it's global after lockdown. A friend of mine in Sri Lanka contacted me to ask about home educating her son up to GCSE because she knew I was doing it. She said, uh, any hints? Oh, amazing. So, uh, it's, it's spreading. I'm really glad it's spreading. I'm a huge advocate. My kids are very happy they were home educated. Um, so it's worked out really well for us. And the challenges are really have got less over time. And I think that does. It's easy with older kids as well. Yeah. Um, let's touch a little bit more on um, some points you made about um, being a dad in the home ed community, because, um, you know, that's what this kind of the point of these, um, this season of podcasts is about, is to hear the, the real experiences of home ed dads in our current community and what can we do better? Do you know what I mean? I think it's little things. I think it's sort of like I'm in software. Um, I'm a freelance programmer and I used to work for a mid smallish but quite high profile software company. Um, and I think it's sort of like the experience of women used to have in industries like this which is just this underlying assumption that everyone was male. And there's this assumption, it's lots, it's not any big thing, no one's hostile, but no one's doing anything deliberately. But there is this sort of little drip of people constantly talking about mums and just assuming that it's mothers who look after kids. Yeah. And that I think sense. that reflects a problem in wider society too. So it's not, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's just a home community, but I think a little thought about just the little things that accumulate. I'm just thinking about little things actually. Um, and things like I, um, as, as a person, I always try to ensure that I word anything to apply to carers, guardians, um, yeah. parents, um, or people rather than um, that's not just so that I'm including dads it's also so I include anyone who has doesn't doesn't recognize the the male female or, or any of those kinds of things as well um, but I do see it often in our in heifer um, where it will be um, talking about some someone will post and say hey ladies or hey other mums kind of thing um and it's only recently when I started um looking for for dads to come and have a chat on here that I've noticed it more um that actually 
just that little small thing um, immediately kind of excludes a dad without meaning yeah. to. And it's not a big thing if it happens once, but when it happens over and over again, it's a, it starts getting really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I suppose, like, what do you do? Do you comment anyway? Or do you bring it up? Or like, what, what do you do in that well, circumstance? If, if you've got something to say. I'm active in, the exams group, it doesn't happen very all that much. Uh, single parents home ed group, which um, Pip Lane, who's the active ad, most active admin on that, is actually very good at correcting people. So I don't feel I have to do it as much oh, nicer when a woman does it. So I think, you know, we're getting there slowly. But yeah. I, I think it's a bit of an uphill battle because it's not just the Facebook group or the home ed community. It is just so prevalent. Um, yeah, because, you know, like the the current facts are that, you know, we continue to have a society that places the largest um, amount of expectation on a on a mother regarding yeah. children than, than a father or there's not even an equal weight there so yeah. when we do have um dads like yourself and, and other dads that we've we've got in group um we we've got in my personal local community we've got quite a lot of dads that um are doing the main home education um because that's just how it works out best for that family yeah um but we don't we don't see it as as something to comment on or or anything odd or or any of those kinds of things but I think that's because we've got quite a, a few dads in our community um but I know that especially the further up the country you go um the more likely it is that it's a mum rather than a dad as well so yeah. we've got some work to do right yeah I think so and I think what people need to realize is everyone loses from it yeah because Women lose because they have a greater burden. Men lose because they it makes your relation the less involved with your children, the less rewarding your relationship is with them. And once you have kids, they're pretty much automatically the most important thing in your life. So you do want to have a rewarding relationship with your kids. And I think so women lose, men lose. Children lose because they have a weaker relationship with their father than they should have had. Um, and I, I think it could very, and I can see very easily how my life could have gone a different way. Because the reason we left the country was I got made redundant from my job at an investment bank at a time at which there weren't any similar jobs going. So we went to Sri Lanka. Um, we all have dual nationality. So we went to Sri Lanka to live somewhere cheaper till things picked up. And I got offered a job there and I ended up working from home as a result of that job. And because I, I, I set up a business and long story, but if my life had gone the other way, I could have been a lot richer working long hours and I wouldn't have known my kids. Yeah. And I'm really glad that it didn't happen that way. Absolutely. And this is something that I think um, as advocates of home ed we we really need to push towards is this i this number one legal fact that it is both parents that are responsible yeah. for education um 
employers there's a bit I was talking to um, another of our home ed dads last week and he mentioned about how employers expect dad you know they expected him to um, be working full he actually wanted to drop some hours and they said it would um, be career suicide and he said that's fine I'll leave and find a different company to work for them because actually um, they're both responsible. Mum and dad are both responsible for the education and they've decided they both want to work part time so that they can both be there for their children. And it's it's just an unheard of um, situation from an employer's perspective that, you know, that they're not getting on board with, that parents are equally, you know, if your child is in school, it's not you know one parent or the other that must be going to pick them up or going to do this or if they're sick taking the day off it's it's both parents yes and employment law says that too yeah you know, education the law about education says it. the law about it, employment says it but employers and haven't taken it on board either i've heard similar stories to this from other people and in many ways what they want to do sounds ideal for many families if you have two parents in the family, why not have both working part time? So the children can be brought up full time by their parents, not by someone else. But both parents get out of work. They have relationships with both parents. Uh, that sounds like an incredibly good arrangement to me, but it's very hard for people to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's especially hard. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's especially hard for dads to do it. Yeah. Um. You know, in our family, we have um, a one one person income. Um, my husband works uh, full time and I'm at home full time. Um, <coughs> I was working part time, uh, self-employed, but I closed my business because as the children have got older, they've needed. Um, this is something that people don't realize <laughs> with younger ones. The younger ones need you in a very different way to how the older ones need you. Yes. And we're, we're not going down the route of academics um, or exams, but the children have still needed me in a very different way that takes up actually a lot more of my time because it's a lot more discussion based. It's a lot more um, taking the time to be with each other and understanding things and really get into the nitty gritty of things. And it's taken a huge amount of my time um, compared to when they were younger. Yes, that's, that's, that's interestingly different from my experience. I mean, we okay. were a one income family for a long time too. Um, but that's another long story, yeah. which is a bit irrelevant, but uh, yes, it can be very tough doing, being a single income family when everyone else has two incomes and i think there's huge and unfair economic pressure on families for both parents to work which is very yeah. good for gdp but i don't think it's good for society as a whole agreed yeah i absolutely agree with that um you know it, it's it is fascinating isn't it that you know we're balancing this um this society that says family is the most important thing and children should be bring, being brought up by their parents in their family and all of these kinds of things. While at the same time, 
they have just announced that they are now offering free childcare for from the age of nine months old so that other parents can go back to work. I think it's something that society will say, but I think the real message people are given is work as much as you can. Absolutely. Um, it's saying you should be the one bringing up your children is a fig leaf. And I think it's one of the reasons younger people are reluctant to have children. Yes. Which, you know, it's something that we hear a lot about in the media. And it's not hard to find young people who feel like that. It's, I think. It's oh, I, I have. I have three out of the four that do not want children. So, yeah. Um, but I think it's because of these pressures. They can't, they have to work and it's very difficult to work and have kids. It's, yeah. And in many ways, I think society has become very negative about kids. Pa parents have to be perfect, but they can't spend time on it. You can't reconcile that. It's an unreasonable expectation and unreasonable circumstances. Yes, and and what Home Ed does is what I find most beautiful about Home Ed is is how resourceful and resilient home educators are to find a way um, to make it work for their family as best they can. Um, you know, we as as a single income family, we don't get to do holidays and and things like that that we would be able to do if uh, we were a two income family. Yeah. But what the kids do get instead is daily togetherness they get that um you know that that presence that you the way i i remember seeing it is my parents worked very very hard um my dad worked full time my mum worked part time so um it it was it was always kind of everybody's at work kind of thing and then we're all at school but it's okay because at the weekend we'll spend some time together and everything would get poured into and all of these expectations would be poured into this weekend um, where we must spend family time together because it was the only time that my dad had. Yes. And I think the other thing is that one thing I've learned is that the money is not the most important thing because in the time I've had children, we have gone up and down a lot financially because we were spending sterling in Sri Lanka, which is a low cost country. So we lived pretty luxuriously most of the time we were there. I've also had times when we, I sort of had restarted my business and we were really struggling and running up debt. And really you can make, you can make things work yeah. either way. And now things are getting better for me again, thankfully. So you know, it's but it's it's not the most important thing as long as you can avoid actual financial anxiety. Yes. Just and can manage with what you have, it's fine. And your kids will be happier for time with you than for money you spend on them. I agree with that massively. Um thank you, Graham, so much for is there any, it's a pleasure to be here. Is there anything um any kind of top tip or any top piece of advice that you would give to specifically home ed dads that either um, they're considering home education or their um, wife or partner has come to them and said, you know, I, I think we, we need to home educate. 
what kind of advice would you give to to dads compared to mums? I would say the biggest thing is don't worry about it. You there's nothing there's very little your kids will miss out in school that they can't do as home educated. And there's a lot they can do home educated that they cannot do in schools. I mean, say the choice of GCSE subjects is, I think, a great example. My younger daughter is doing, both my kids did Latin. My younger daughter is doing it next year, which very few schools do. My younger daughter just did astronomy this summer, which is a subject that even fewer schools do. You've got this enormous flexibility. It's less stressful because you can spread out your GCSEs over a few years. You have an incredible amount of flexibility in the pre-GCS in, you know, if you're not doing exams. Uh, you can change your mind. It's, it does take up some time and money. I'm going to pay an awful lot in exam fees next year. And it, as you yourself know, it can take up a lot of your time. But no school run and a lot less stress. Agreed. Don't worry about it. Go ahead and do it. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. So for those of you listening, um, if you have any questions, any thoughts, anything you'd like to share with us or with Graham, do please hop over to Spotify where you can tell us what you thought of this episode. For those of you who are new to Home Ed or have found this podcast through Considering Home Ed, do join us at the Home Ed for All Facebook group. That's Heifer Home Ed for All Facebook group. Um, Graham also admins on two of the, the groups that we love over at Heifer, um, the single parents. Um, can you repeat, Graham, what it's called? I don't know. I think I ha I'll have to look it up. It's called Single Parent Home Ed. Yes. And also the exams group as well. Yes. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Graham. And uh, for you. those of you listening, we will see you next time. Bye.